This is the Championship Club Podcast, the show that shines a light on English rugby's second flight. Join us every fortnight and check us out on the socials at Champ Clubs Pod on Instagram and Twitter. So there we go then. Cool. Good to catch up. How how was the latest on the home front, mate? How's how's dad life treating you? Still got your hands very much full, back to work, been sick or shat on in the last hour or so, or how's it all going? Yeah, mate, yeah, it's it's going all right. What we nine and a half weeks now the twins are, so we're bumbling along. We've got, you know, limited sleep, but we're not the first people to have twins, but it's it's, it's good, it's good fun. Georgie's grafting, obviously. Uh, I'm back in work. Work's going all right, actually, mate. Sold three cars today, so I'm I'm bouncing today. So Going okay. But yeah, twin twin life's good. Like I said, limited sleep, but um, you just get used to it. It's good fun. We're coming to you for some uh, podcast sponsorship then with uh, with them numbers out there. And <laughs> keep them going. Good work, good work. Nice to be back <laughs> talking championship uh, with you. Fixtures are out for next year. Movement between the club continues to be... Uh, you know, bits and pieces being seen on Twitter and sort of most teams seem to be sort of progressing plans uh, for, for next year. The, the, the unknowns are still the unknowns and obviously I know we've done bits on the sort of updates and minimum standard criteria, which I'm probably about as out of the loop on the progress as you are. And I'm sure there'll be another episode when we talk more closely around those subject matters. But, you know, it's, 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 in, it's in the horizon now, the new, uh, the new championship season. Yeah, sort of, Elin have been making sort of their, their annual big signings again. Uh, Donny looked to be sort of building on what they did last year. And it's, I suppose like the, you know, we, we are quite positive about the league, but the worry again is that the, there's just nothing from the RFU about the future of the league and and that side of it. So I think clubs are clubs are looking after their own shit, which is right the right thing to do. Um, and then trying to trying to get their angle to sort of squeeze a bit more funding out of the league. Uh, there's obviously good news on the women's front, the investment the RFU are putting into that side of the game, which is fantastic, but it sort of leaves a question mark sort of around Championship Rugby again and where where the RFU see that in the grand scheme of things. Um, and we've been doing this for a little while now and we're still still struggling struggling to find an answer. But like I said, the, the clubs the clubs are grafting. Um, they're really, you know, they're, you, you've got to take your hat off to each and every one of the clubs and, and, and what they've done in a, in a really difficult period managing COVID uh, as well as the reduction in funding. And they're still all afloat and they're still putting out competitive squads and, and, and a good product. So we just hope that there's some decent and positive news for the league uh, in this coming season, obviously with promotion and relegation now now back in back in for next year. It's uh, It should make for a really exciting year. Yeah, I think uh, one of the the decent rugby stories surrounding things concerned with the Championship and talking about promotion and relegation last year was Caldy and all the fantastic scenes we saw on the final day as they clinched promotion to the first time to the second flight. Uh, and it seems appropriate now that we get a chance to get Caldy on the show. Um, and I'm delighted to say that join us is uh, the man at the helm. Uh, internationally capped ex-Saracens, Harlequin Sail Sharks, and now, as you say, steering Caldy into the second flight. Matt Cairns, thank you for joining us on the Championship Clubs podcast. Cheers. Hi. How are we doing? Hey, Matt. I was just going to say, just before we get stuck into uh, like some deeper dive, uh, let's talk about the end of season celebrations, Matt. How, how, how was that? Have you recovered? <laughs> just, just, about, just about, to be honest, we were, we were away at a pre-season training camp this Saturday. We had a, another big night, another big celebration, I think, but... Um, you know, it, it was it was pretty brilliant to be honest. We had um, we had sort of you know the running was pretty tough. Every game was like a cup final, so it sort of built up to that last game, um, and then it was a bit like letting off a pressure valve for the lads. You know, we had a massive night that night, and then we had a big 
a big ball the following week and stuff. So um, I think it took a while for the lads to get, you know, just to sort of sink in what they'd done because, you know, at the start of the season, we wouldn't have been thinking getting promoted, winning the league or whatever it was. But um, so, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good fun, actually. We had a, we had a few good nights at the club and, um, yeah, it was, it was the lads deserved it, to be fair. So it was good fun. Yeah. And that, that season, like, if you look, like, we followed it closely and I followed it because I played in that one as well. And it was like uh, Roslyn Park were away, went there for a little while and then you and Sale. And it, like you said, it became, you guys turned over Rosalind Park, I think, towards the end of the year, and it, you know it was just a fascinating running, and it was, you know, we, we bang on about promotion, but it, it was a really exciting time for for Nat One as well, wasn't it? As well as the clubs that are involved. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you, well, you look at promotion relegation, I think it's, a, yeah, I think what our National One probably was the poster boy for promotion relegation last year because of the levels of excitement it drew. Um, you know, we went from having 150 people, 200 people to watch into four of it thousand on the last day. You know, um, and it was, uh, you know, that just goes to show the level of excitement that, that it generated around the Wirral. You know, I mean, West Kirby, where Coldy pretty much is, doesn't have that many people living there, I don't think. So, um, you know, it, it, was, it was fantastic. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a good advert for sort of, you know, for rugby, I suppose. So talk us through them. How, how long is it that you've been with the club? Because obviously, and uh, talk us through for those who might not be familiar with the club. It's been pretty a useful journey that the side have been uh, on over the last few seasons. Was, of course, I've referenced before this for the first time the club's competed in the second flight, but um, a few promotions in, in in recent times. Obviously, competed at a useful standard for a long time. But uh, what sort of happened since you've been there? And talk us through your journey with the club uh, as coach. Yeah. So I mean. Uh... I've been, look, if we forget about COVID, I've, I've, been, I've been here three seasons, really, you know, forget about the COVID year, really. So um, I came you know, three seasons ago as sort of forwards coach. Um, and um, we had we were in National One. And, and to be fair, we were, I think after 11 or 12 games, pretty much Christmas, we, we were top. Um, we ended up getting relegated that year out of National One. Um, and it was, you know, loads of different reasons why. But, you know, the main thing was we were decimated as a squad and the injuries got worse and worse. And we still... You know, with five minutes to go in the season, we still had a chance to stay up, but we got relegated sort of last play of the game. And then um, there was a few coaching changes at the club. Um, Gaz Davis, who's our director of rugby, who's been at the club since he was a kid. So he's sort of the ever-present, really. He's, you know, he, he's been here a long time. He asked me if I wanted to do the head coach's job, um, which would have been a bit of a change because obviously it was, um, you know, I was coaching the forwards, but that, you know, a bit of D, but that was um, a bit of it, really. So then, so really head coach for two years, um, and we went, we were in National 2 and we were pretty much not starting again because the team had been well coached previously um, and the squad had kept together. But I just want, you know, we, as a group, the lads I coached with wanted to change things about how we play. So um, obviously we won National 2 without losing a game. And um, in fact, the, the country went on lockdown pretty much, I think it was the Tuesday or the Wednesday after we'd won, after we'd been pressing to win the league. So the RFU kept it, uh, ratified it and we got promoted and then obviously we got last year in National 1. So so that's been sort of, um, you know, I've been there for, this will be my fourth season coming up. Um, uh, you know, it's handy for me to be honest, I live around the corner. I grew up around the corner from here. So um, it is one of the local rugby clubs to where I grew up at. So, you know, it is handy in that respect really. Um, it, you know, it's a bit of an accident really that I'm coaching to be honest because I, I moved, after I retired from playing, I, I moved, back to the Wirral, which is where I'm from. And, you know, I didn't, had no coaching plans really, but my mate who um, coaches at a, 
another local team who were level six, I think, that, uh, at the time, just asked me to come and help out in pre-season. And, you know, eight years later, I'm still coaching. So it's like, you know, you get sucked in and you're not allowed out, really. But, um, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's handy for me because both clubs are around the corner from where I live. So it's, uh, it, it makes it makes life easier. Just before we... Um... Came on here. I was, I was talking about that year we were in that one, and you were. It was my last year of playing. I was at Ampton at the time, so I've I've actually sampled um, the Coldy experience, and it, I, I enjoyed it because I don't know if you've been down to Ampton yet, but it's a, it's a similar similar ground. Uh, it's it's rough. It's ready. Um, the crowd get on top of you. I mean, we played in the middle of winter. It was, it was it was a cold old day, but for the guys, for the people that don't sort of know. Coldy as a rugby club. What what do the away fans expect from a, a an experience at, at your place? Yeah, I mean, do you know what? Um, Coldy as a place is a beautiful place, actually. You know, it's on basically the rugby club is on National Trust land that overlooks the River Dee, so you can see North Wales from from the uh, from the top of the clubhouse. And, and you know, on a, on a summer's day, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, fast forward to December, not so much. You know, you can have those winds coming up the uh, coming up the estuary and. Uh, and the rain coming sideways, um, it, it, you know, it's a tough place to play. We, we, it's something we're used to. We train it every Tuesday and Thursday night. But, um, but you know, it's a good pitch. It's like raised clubhouse. So you've got that bank similar to the Hampfield. have a little bank there, don't they? And, um, you know, the crowd generally gather on that. And um, it's always a good atmosphere in there, especially, you know, the more numbers they're in. Um, but uh, it is, the, the clubhouse, I think it's like, I think it was built in 1924, I think. So it's literally a shed. Um I, it, it is a shed on the hill, is what they call it, basically. But you know, it's um, it's really nice clubhouse. It's got big, two big open fireplaces. The bar's good, and you know, people are really friendly. And there's always a dinner on before the game. You know, I'd say it's, I hate saying it, like a proper rugby club. Really, you expect it to be. You know, it's very friendly, local, and uh, generally, you know, I think people that come do have a good time. You know, and uh, I'd imagine there's lots of people who have been to Coldy before, like Anfield and. Coventry and people like that would be looking forward to coming back and you know uh, seeing Coldy again definitely. So, so last season then obviously when it, it became apparent that you were you get right in the mix and there was a sort of chance that you could be going up what was the sort of discussions in, in internally was it always like this is fantastic we want to have a crack at championship rugby because obviously you know it is a step up there will be teams obviously in this league now that as we talked about it less so than perhaps previously when Glue was playing but there's obviously a handful of full-time teams and a lot of very semi-professional sides. Was it, was it always sort of like, you know, foot down, pedal to the middle, we want to do this? Or was it all almost a bit like, hang on a minute, this, <laughs> look, look where we ended up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, sometimes it probably flits between that, you know, like, what the hell have we done? All right, we can't wait. But it's like, um, you know, we, we got promoted to National 2 and we were like, probably worried about a National 1 season. You know, that's where we were at. Really. You know, are we going to survive in that one? And, um, and obviously then we started doing... Obviously, we started off disastrously, but then we just went on a bit of a run. And um, and at, at that point, the RFU hadn't really told us what was happening with promotion and relegation. I think at one point, it was three teams up. Then it was one up in the playoff. And, you know, then it became two teams up. And, um, you know, it wasn't until, I think, two weeks before the end that they said, right, it's just one team going up. It's the winners, basically. But um, I think, uh, obviously, it's... You know, you play if you play rugby. You know, it's very difficult to stop the squad talking about something that could happen. You know, you, as coaches, you try and play, play it down a bit, don't you? And say, oh no, we're just thinking about the next game. But you know, it'd be impossible to think that we didn't discuss it. You know, with uh, after training, having a beer, and saying, you know, bloody, hell, that'd be unbelievable if we did it, sort of thing. But 
the lads are pretty good. They just focused on what we had to do at the, at the weekend. And um, but you know, it, it's, from a club's point of view, you know, the, the guys that sponsor the club and obviously Gaz, director of rugby, they were just you know, if we go up, we'll deal with it. We'll give it our best crack, and um, and you know, that's what that's what we'll do. And if we don't go up, the you know the we don't go up and we'll give it another crack next year sort of thing. You know, that's what the type of club it's been really. Um, but, but yeah, you know, it was uh, the last, uh, the last probably five, six weeks were pretty, pretty intense at the club, but in, but enjoyable in the same way. The lads enjoyed it all. You know, we, we didn't change anything we do. It didn't say, you know, we didn't, we didn't do anything different than we'd done in week two, week three, really, you know, we still had a good time on the bus on the way home. And, um, and you know, that, that's, that's what we do it for really is to have a good time. So I didn't want to change it in that respect, you know, and all of a sudden get the lads just, you know, on diet plans and stuff. We just, you know, had a good time with it, enjoyed it. And, um, we got, you know, when we got to the last day of the season, we got to where we got to and um, yeah, it was great. Yeah. So will that approach not change this no. year then? I hope, no, no. I'm hoping it's like, <laughs> it's going to be a similar approach to the year. Yeah, yeah no, it, 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 won't, it won't change. Um we're not going to change that. You know, we've got our culture, and it's it's a good part of what we do. I think you know the we we uh, the lads enjoy the away trips. It's not a it's not a bind for them. We have a good time, and um, I was lucky from a playing point of view where I sort of you know started just as the game went professional, where it was you know like you'd you'd play an away trip and the beers were on the bus and you'd have a good time. Um, towards the end of my career, it wasn't so much like that. But you know, I think that the level we're at. With the lads all work you know we don't have any um part-time players that get paid to, to get a match fee to play on the weekend and um they're there to enjoy it and we're going to make sure we have the best experience with it really and i think even going into the champ that's what we're going to do we're going to enjoy the experience of being in the champ for, for the lads you know that haven't played at that level you know we've got a couple of lads that have but um the majority wouldn't have done so we're going to make sure we have, we have a really good time i know you're going into the new season with pretty much the same side that, that, that won the league has there been much change at all yeah, pretty much, to be honest. Um, there's been a couple of signings. There's a few lads knocking about the squad that hopefully will sign, but nothing concrete yet. Um, but we're not changing the philosophy. You know, I, you know, it's like me and Gaz uh, have been approached by, the, you know, loads of agents saying we've got, you know, got mate, matey boy playing in Devon. He likes to come to Coldy. We're like, well, if he comes to Coldy and he turns up at training, we'll sign him. It's not like we're going to relocate anyone and all that sort of stuff. It's just not, it's just not the way we're going to do it. I think it's yeah. it'd be damaging to the club long term to try that. Um, you know, we, we want to be sustainable, and you know, we, we we've had look, you know bits of luck on our side, like Sam Dickinson, who grew up at Coldy, retired from full time rugby with Ealing, and you know moved back to the Wirral. He signed to Coldy, and he played, and with Dan Bibby, who I think he was captain of England sevens, he's you know he's moved back to Wigan, which is you know not far from Coldy, so he's signed. It's um, we tried to keep it like that, really, rather than bringing people in from all over the place. Um, and we, had, we were lucky with the link we had with Sale Sharks last year. We had Elliot Gourley on loan for the majority of the year. And, you know, we'll probably look to, you know, bolster the squad with a few players, not loads, you know, a couple of weeks sort of thing. Um, but, with, you know, the, the lads that have got us to the champ deserve a crack at it. Um, and, you know, I'm happy to give them that, you know, give them a go at it and see how we get on. Um, you know, it's exciting for them, and it? it's exciting for me as a coach as well. You know, I'm looking forward to it. So. Yeah, I think as well, mate. You've got, you've got like, if you look at like the Hartbury's, Richmond's, um, Amptils of the world, they're in the champ and now established. That's sort of how they approached it when they went up. They kept their core group, 
and just just went after like kept their identity. Now, now look at those those teams are sort of settled within the league um, three four seasons now. They're now pretty settled championship rugby clubs. Um, so that's it's good to hear that that's you know you're not just like spending a, a load of wasted money almost because yeah. it, it it's happened before and it's you know you, like you say sustainability is quite quite key in in the game and especially in, in rugby. Yeah, well, especially well, you guys were chatting about it weren't you just before obviously you. I came on, you were chatting about the, the league's a bit unsure where it's going and what the RFU funding is going to be. And I think with, without that, you know, without knowing exactly what's going to happen, I think you've got to look after yourself um, as a club and do what's best for the club. And, um, you know, I, I think Coldy, if we can establish ourselves in the championship, wouldn't be shy of keeping on growing and enhancing what they're doing without, you know, without you know, completely changing what they do. And I think that's doable. And, um, like you say, you know, Richmond and clubs like that are a good, you know, good advert to, to be able to do that. Um, you know, we, we've got a massive rugby area here, actually, in the northwest. It's probably not spoken about a lot because it's a big football area, but lots of rugby playing schools. You know, North Wales is on our doorstep, which is a big rugby area. And um, Cheshire is, a you know, a big, big rugby area. So there's no, there's no reason why we can't develop a championship club in this area that's part-time and... Um, you know, if, if London are doing it, I don't see why we can't either. What sort of uh, rugby will you try and play and what sort of rugby did you try and play to sort of get yourself up? Um, if you're going to sort of describe the Caldy brand to uh, future visitors to Patton Field, what, what sort of thing might they expect? Yeah, I think um, you're probably better off asking other teams we played against, really. But I, I think, um, we, we, you know, we were pretty good up front. We had a decent forward back, good set piece, and um, we were fairly direct. Um, and the way we played, but we've got some, you know, some exciting talent in the backs, and um, we do look to play a bit if we can. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, like we were talking, talking about before about the weather at Coldy, you know, in the winter it can be pretty tough conditions for people. So, um, if you'd be be lying if we said we were throwing, you know, twenty yard passes under our own post, you know, that's just not 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 what we do. But um, you know, we we try and score tries, um, you know, and Lots of different ways, really. I wouldn't, I couldn't, you know, very difficult to say this is our complete brand because we we like to do different things depending on who we're playing and what we're facing at the weekend. So, and we've worked hard on that as a group to be adaptable to the conditions and be adaptable to the opposition. So, um, but you know, last year's national one league win was probably based on our, you know, being very strong up front, good defence. They had the best defence in the league, I think, um, overall by the end, and. Um, you know, I'd be stupid if I think, you know, it's not going to be a bigger challenge this year going against some of the teams in, in the championship. And, you know, when I speak to mates who've um, played in the championship and stuff like that, you know, they, they tell me a bit about what it was like or what it's like and um, and what we need to be prepared for. So, you know, we've got all those things that we've got to think about, uh, the type of players that are going to do well for us in that league. So. Did you, in your playing career, Matt, never got any exposure to the to the division then, didn't manage a... a... No, no, it sort of it wasn't about really when I started um, that dual registration stuff. We used to have a twenty under twenty ones league on a Saturday, and then they had a big midweek league, so you'd play midweek fixtures on a Wednesday, probably. Um, and then obviously the A league came in, but uh, they, they didn't tend to do the dual register stuff um, until a little bit later on, by which time I was looking to be playing. So I never really. Um, Never really sampled the championship really from a playing point of view. So uh, yeah, so big uh, my first time in the championship really as well. Is there um, 
this was your first time sort of with the clubs. Is there any sort of game or clubs or fixtures that you sort of look at and you're looking forward to as, as a coach? And it's like, you know, which ones jump out? I mean, you've got a hell of a trip down to Pirates. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never been there. You know, I've never been to Cornwall, so, um, which is unbelievable thing to say, isn't it, really? But, you know, it, I, um, it's easier probably for me to get to Greece than it is to get to Cornwall from Liverpool. So, uh, you know, um, it, uh, we were delighted when we grew Cornish Pirates in the Cup as well. So, you know, it's just what the club needed, I suppose. But, um, but uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, we're looking, I'm looking forward to going to Pirates, actually. I've never been there. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I've got no clue what it's like. And um, But places like, Bet- you know, I played against Bedford in the Premiership when I was playing and I always loved playing at Bedford. It was, you know, always a good atmosphere, proper rugby ground. Uh, I'm really looking forward to going there. They always have a decent sized crowd, I think, probably still do. Um, you know, so I'm really looking forward to that. And um, obviously, Doncaster is probably a bit of our going to be our closest sort of in sort of geographically this year. So that's going to should be a good crowd. In, in I think it's Boxing Day that fixture. I think if I'm not wrong. So you know, there's some. I think most of the clubs you're look, really looking forward to going and see. No, um, but like not obviously the lads are talking about Cornish Pirates and Jersey for obvious reasons. So yeah, uh, you know. Well, um, yeah, I think uh, the, you know the plan obviously to stay down in Jersey. I think the lads are looking forward to the most. Thing. Just, just word word of warning on that. <laughs> so Jer- Jersey, I, I think we played when I was at, I was at Bedford and we went over to Jersey and uh, we went Friday Saturday, um, and then the following season we only went Saturday morning, came back Saturday night. So it was a bit, a bit fruity in the evening. Yeah, and it's the trick is to go in group, groups of six so you can get in everywhere. Uh, and, then, and then, and then the pirates. I played the pirates for for three years, so um, you get pissed. Twi- you get pissed twice on the way home going from like from the other room. So <laughs> it's a like, good, yeah. Good, good, yeah. So your your fun bus will be uh, by the time to get to Bristol. Will be a few flagging, I imagine. Well, it's going to be really interesting for the lads because obviously that's I think they play Sunday pirates. So um, we've got a few teachers in our squad, you know. So yeah. it's going to be a bit tough for them on that front. But it, we played obviously Plymouth. Was probably our first away game in that one, and uh, we gave the lads the choice to go down the Friday night before the game or stay down on the Saturday after. And you know, it was like, no, we're staying down afterwards. So uh, <laughs> we had a good. It was like five, five o'clock coach down to Plymouth, but we, you know, we won the game, so I can't argue with it. But it's, uh, I, think, I think we're looking at flights down to those two places. So um, yeah. you know, fly down, stay over if we can, and yeah. have a good time. Like you say, you've got to enjoy the year, haven't we? So. Yeah. We, we will have a, a good time and see what's going on in Penzance, I suppose. How are you uh, shaping up at the moment? Are they uh, fully into pre-season? Have you got the pre-season fixtures confirmed or what's uh, what's the next few weeks like? Yeah. Yeah, so we've we've been back. I should know this off the top of my head. We came back sort of last week of June. I think it was the 20th of June, Tuesday. So we're only doing Tuesday, Thursdays. I, I know a lot of clubs even that one do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, but we just do Tuesday, Thursdays. And, you know, the season's long enough, really. We, um so we've done that. We've done. We were away. Went to Rydal School in North Wales this Saturday, and we trained all day and stayed over and had a bit of a social Saturday night. Um, and then we've got uh, a few more weeks now. Just Tuesday, Thursday nights, and then we play. So we play RGC every year. Have you heard of RGC, which is the Welsh Prem team? Um, we play them every year. We have done for years and years. Holdy, um, it's always a good fixture. In fact, we only beat we beat them for the first time last year in pre-season, and then. Uh, and then we're playing Sale Sharks. Sale Sharks are coming to uh, Patton Field uh, on a Friday night, which is going to be, you know, it's great for the club um, to get uh, to get the Sharks down. I, I, you know, I've got a good relationship with Alice Anderson, so we managed to sort that out. And, and then the week after, we play Sale FC in a bit of a rematch of the uh, promotion match. So we've got a tasty uh, pre-season f- uh, 
programme, actually. We've got another couple of games with local clubs tied in there as well. For Because we, we, we train, you know, we, would, we had 45 to ride along Saturday and we counted 20 lads that couldn't make it for work or injury or holidays. So generally, you know, on a Tuesday and Thursday night, we're looking at 50 plus to train in um, of mixed ability. So we, we've got a few fixtures in there uh, to play local teams where the whole squad can get a run out in as well. And um, so they'll be intermixed with those three sort of first team pre-season fixtures, if you like. So, um, but yeah, it's good. It should be, you know, I don't, I don't put too much on pre-season, to be honest. We, um, it's just a case of getting a run out and getting some, getting your legs back to get working and in contact and stuff like that, you know. So, I think that year we won National 2 without losing the game. We didn't win a game in pre-season. So, I, I, I tend to not put too much on it. Just give them a run around and, and we'll get ready for the uh, first game of the season after that. So. That's interesting. So the full squad in general, the whole sort of, I appreciate you do separate things as the first team, but you've still got that sort of club ethos where you Tuesday, Thursday is still like an open session for, you know, whether it's first team, second team, third team, that still remains present. That's, yeah. that's really good. Yeah, yeah. We won't change. We won't change. That. It, it, it's one of the tougher aspects because obviously, you know, you, get, you do get lads turning up that, you know, are very relative newbies to rugby but you know they mix in with the squad and we adjust the session uh, to match it, match it. and um, you know it, that, I think that's one of the brilliant things about Coldy actually it, you know some of the boys might get frustrated with that from time to time but it's the right thing to do if you want to grow a squad of players and you know grow a club we've got a massive mini and junior section at Coldy and what we don't want them to do is get to 18 and just disappear off to other clubs where they're going to play first team rugby because they're not feel part of it or they get to 21, they finish university, we want them to come back because they've had such a good time at Coley. And, you know, obviously Gaz Davis, who's the director of rugby, has been putting this together for a long, long time. And, um, you know, it's a formula that's worked for the club really well. So, um, yeah, it's not something we're going to change just because we're in the champ, you know. Um, <clears throat> we'll carry on with that. And I imagine it'd be an answer a bit similar to what you said before, but have, have you sort of, as a, as a senior coaching group or with the board or with sponsors, whatever sort of, talked about the new season and, and what success would look like or as you said take it a game at a time or you, you must have had chats whether they were after a pint or two or not yeah I, you know what I mean the sponsors the sponsors of the club we have, we've had meetings about what we need you know what you know they've asked us what do we need and um, it's generally been things like some new balls and new tackle shields please that aren't falling apart or some balls with grip on them but, um, for training so we you know it's not um you know they've been pretty good to me they're not putting pressure on or saying we you know we expect this or expect that it's a case of you know they're pretty laid back and they want to see success you know everyone you turn up on a Saturday you want to see your team win you know I'm not um, shying away from that but you know they're not putting pressure on and saying you must stay up or what they expect from us as a group I think from a coaching group you know we we, we have spoke about it and you know just just to I think for us to stay up next year would be an unbelievable achievement. You know, I think, um, you know, we haven't even sampled the championship or seen the quality or the difference between National 1. But, you know, I've obviously watching games now from last year and stuff. And I think, you know, I think it'll be to get our first win on the board would be a pretty special occasion for the lads. And therefore, staying up overall would be an unbelievable achievement. So, um, we, we, we don't do, we talked about this on Saturday, actually. And I've never done it as a coach. I never do goal setting. Um, in terms of, you know, days four games, we want X amount of points. Or I never do that. It's just a case of we'll prepare for this game. This is how we're going to play. This is what we need to do. And uh, we'll just get to the end of the season, add all the points up and see where we finish. Really, that's, that's pretty much my philosophy with it. So I'm not going to change it. 
um, at the moment anyway. And then from a personal perspective, obviously, as, as you mentioned, all of the players are, are part-time Tuesday, Thursday, of course, coaching, as you, you kind of referenced earlier, you kind of fell into <laughs> a bag of twisted. But um, yeah, if, if, yeah, if it goes successful next year, is it ever something that you might look at trying to uh, to do sort of as a, 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 as a career or is um, that not something that's entered your head either? No, it's not the internet. I've got my own business, so you know, um, running that's pretty. You know, it's more than full time to be honest. So I've never even broached the subject with anyone, or or no one's ever broached the subject with me. And uh, for the time being, uh, you know, I'm coaching at Coldy and really enjoying it. And um, I'll probably be at Coldy for while they want me to coach there. To be honest, it's really handy. It's on my doorstep. I, I enjoy it as a distraction away from my full time you know business sort of working life um and uh i think that that's probably you know whilst i'm in this situation that's the way it's going to stay you know i think um you always have those moments you know you finish playing as i did and i, I went into the industry that i'm in and uh, you always think you know you think oh you know could have been a coach at the top level i've got mates that are doing it mates who are dors in the prem and mates who have coached at international level and stuff and you, think, you know could i have had a crack at it and so there's always that bit and you think oh that would have been nice but um, I'm really happy with the sort of balance I've got between working life, family life and rugby as well. So um, I've been lucky enough to coach at a level where it is really enjoyable. doesn't pay my mortgage um, or my mortgage doesn't rely on it anyway. So, um, you know, I can do it and, and not go over and beat myself up for three days if we don't win. So, um, you know, yeah, no, I, don't, I don't see that changing at the moment. Brilliant. Well, I really do hope there are a few wins that you can celebrate at Patton Field this year. I'm sure there'll be a hell of a hell of a reaction when you do. Uh, and I'm sure you'll have plenty of neutrals on your side in the championship as this year's uh, underdogs. But Matt, thank you very much for, for your time today. It's been great to catch up. And yeah, really looking forward to seeing how Coldy go in the championship this 22-23 season. Cheers, appreciate it. Thanks very much for having me on. That was the Championship Clubs podcast. Be sure to come back in a fortnight's time and follow us on social media at Champ Clubs Pod on Instagram and Twitter. 